Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is Joe McGranahan, super mayor of Shemokin Dam. Runs a super police department that did a super initial investigation of a big wreck on Saturday. We'll have to do it Friday. We'll have to do a little debrief for Joe on that. He was all wound up over the weekend, so we can talk about that. On the other side of the glass, uh, back to being our fabulous producer is Mr. Kevin Hur as Rob Center slides over to one of the PD slots here and does uh, <laughs> far more work being PD than he ever did answering the phones here. So uh, good luck over there, but we're glad that Kevin is back and he kind of enjoys it. He invented good producing on this show, so we uh, appreciate that. Uh, let's see, what else can I say? I'm Mark Lawrence, a subpar performer. I portray a liberal in the radio, but not very well, so let's launch into it. On the Mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. If there's something you wish to complain about the U.N. or complain about our governor or complain about our president or complain about our Democratic congressman or complain about uh, any... Mark Lawrence. Complain about Mark Lawrence. (laughs) No. Oh, don't call that. Uh, call uh, the Steve Jones Show to complain about me <laughs> each weekday afternoon. I'm uh, sure Steve will be delighted to feel those calls. <laughs> right. All right, Stan, I think I set you up nicely. You're here to complain about the governor, the president, uh, Democratic lawmakers, or the U.N. today. Which one? A few of them. All of them. Uh, well, far so, away. So, so let's start. Uh, over the weekend, I was looking online, and I came across this report. That uh, Langford uh, out of Oklahoma, the Senate subcommittee, did. Now, it came out sometime last year, and I don't recall hearing anything about it. I may have missed it. But as of now, this country is paying $3 million per day to contractors to guard the materials for the southern border wall every day. Every day, $3 million. So that's to the tune of over a billion dollars we've spent having no construction done, materials are paid for, but we're going to send people down there to guard them instead of constructing them (laughs) to keep the, the, uh, the invasion of illegals from coming into this country. Make sense to you because it doesn't make any to me. Where, where did you hear this report, Stan, just out of curiosity, or where did you read it? Well, I looked at Yahoo News has it on there, and uh, the Washington Post did an article. Now, the articles were from last year, so I'm not 100% sure, and I'll put this out there, that it's still going on, but I would assume it is. But I don't recall hearing anywhere on the news that it was actually happening other than the Washington Post. And I just seen it on over the weekend, so I, I may have missed it before. It may have been reported. I don't know. But I do know that the Senate 
subcommittee on government spending, blah, blah. I'm not sure exactly what it is. There's so many of them. But Langford's the chairman of it. He's from Oklahoma. He's a Republican. Did a check-in on it. And they're paying contractors around $3 million per day to guard material sitting in the desert, rotting away that we've paid for to build a wall to keep out the invaders. Does it make sense? I'm just asking. Well, you'll be happy to know that uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to cite the source, but there's another opinion poll came out over the weekend that talking about President Biden, and he got what was expected, a very tiny bump in his approval ratings from the State of the Union, but the constituents <laughs> said that they were not most concerned about the Ukraine or gas prices or, in, or inflation, but the invasion that uh, President Trump hasn't been, uh, has declined to stop. And uh, one of the comments was, I know President Biden disagreed with President Trump on the border wall, but why not finish what uh, President Trump had started? And so I think that probably captures it. You know, and I think as we head towards elections you know, this year and then, of course, in 2024, I would think that's, you know, inflation, of course, is very important to people and prices if they think the president's doing nothing, maybe not doing enough in Ukraine. You know, I think that would hurt him. But I think the southern border is the thing that's going to hurt him the most. And that you're you're outlining really the kind of thing, you know, just wasteful things that don't make sense. Well, the story, well, if, you're, if, you're, if you're talking about the same story. As far as Ukraine goes, go ahead, we say. have... A, a president that's worried about their border, but I'm going to throw this out there. The left considers the, you know, the undocumented, as they call them, immigrants coming across the border okay because, you know, we just need to let them come across because this is an open country and we should welcome everyone in the world. I'm thinking the Russians are just undocumented immigrants coming into our, into Ukraine to settle the country and and to change things. Isn't that isn't that what it seems like? They're just undocumented immigrants, well, although they're coming with guns. That's an interesting point. I, if you're talking about the article, I just looked it up. You're talking about the article by the Center for Immigration Studies from July 27th of 2021. Yeah, I think that was one of them. I, I did see that when I looked the first time. I I didn't get to read it all, but the Washington Post reported, Washington Examiner. I mean, not the Washington Post, New York Post, the Washington Examiner. They they did some reporting on it and some other ones. So that's you know the report is put out by the Senate, the Senate subcommittee. So it's not a you know a made up thing. They studied it and looking where the government's spending the money. Well, it is an impressive group of people. The founding uh, people are from the University of North Carolina, Cornell University, Old Dominion University, wow, Vanderbilt Law School. You can't trust yeah, they're them. right. Okay. No, but they're academics so, who came down on the side of waste. They're of liberal. Money. Well, I think anybody can recognize foolish waste. Well, and I think you know, you're probably eventually going to get the same thing in Ukraine, where people say, "Well, this is hurting us." You know, we're sorry that Russia's invading there, but we're obviously, <laughs> you know, we're obviously unable to stop it. So, why should we have to suffer? <laughs> you know, with higher gas prices and everything else. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, You're because, real humanitarian. of course, our president, he, we, we, we were trying to destroy the petroleum industry in this country, the fossil fuel industry, because, you know, we need the green, green energy. It isn't so green in any way, shape, or form. 
Well, I've heard so many stories. I've heard so many stories over the weekend of people saying that if we don't increase our domestic production, we're making a terrible mistake. And I'm inclined to agree with that. You know that desperate times require desperate measures, and so those people who are green, like my cohort here, will need to suck it up while we take care of our country first. <laughs> Use drilling as a bridge fuel for in the U.S. Absolutely. Well, well why well, not? All a bridge, a bridge fuel. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. No, I'm, I'm saying that's a good idea. Well, I mean, uh, without the free flow of energy in this country, the economy will go into the tank, which well, we are I, seeing. And I think Joe has an article we're going to get to a little bit later that really talks about how the whole globe is teetering at the moment. And so the more independent you are, the better off you are. And that's, you know, that's the name of that tune. And the more secure your borders, you know, you talked about the fact that uh, the president's not interested in sealing off the border or, you know, continuing the fencing projects. Okay, so that's a political decision. That's you know far from ideal, but uh, who else can come across the border? And the correct answer is everybody. Anybody, <laughs> you know, anybody. Anybody and everybody. In. So, I mean, it's not just somebody who's seeking refuge from a Central American or South American country. It's any kind of Russian terrorist or. Uh, you know, Middle Eastern terrorist or any terrorist that wants to come across the border. So, so yeah, there's a real threat there, and I think people recognize that as real existential, and I think other people, you know, I, I think we should punish Putin for doing what he's doing in, in Russia, but like I pointed out... the Ukraine. Th- th- yeah, thank you. Well, well what we he's should punish him for what he's doing in Russia, right, too. Well, that, too. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's any good. Well, But, uh, you know, I, I pointed out earlier, if you look at the borders of the European countries over the centuries... They ebb and flow and give and take and move and push back. And like Mongolia took over whole, you know, that whole area for a time. They got pushed back. So to, to suddenly say, okay, this border change, this is it. You know, we have to fight this. This is the end of it. We've got to stop any border changes from now on. I, I think that's foolish. Why is well, that it's foolish? not our job over there to, to stop anybody's border changing. That's, that's on them. <laughs> Thank now, you, as Stan. Of right now, we're funding both sides of the war in Ukraine. Yep. Thank you, Stan. Very well said. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Joe, you had have a response? Well, oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, from my standpoint, I think that we do have a vested interest in maintaining the existing borders of the world, simply mm-hmm. because they have been established somewhat peacefully over the last few years. And I'm unaware of any other than the Russians trying to do exactly what Hitler did in World War II, using the justification that somebody in a given area speaks Russian as the reason to march in and take over that territory. That's not the way we should be doing things. If these people have a common interest and they band together and they say, this is our country, we should respect those borders. Would we want somebody coming in here? Let's say there there are a lot of Hispanics in Texas. They decide they want to become their own independent country. So we should use words and money to influence them. Should we use boots on the ground? That's a good question. If people are being oppressed and killed, you know, what is our moral obligation? Should we go over there and shoot down Russian planes? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, so but, you and I are in agreement. You're just farther on on the war line than I am. I'm just saying there there should be something we could do. If the United Nations is incapable of taking the kind of firm and decisive oh. action necessary to solve these problems, then we certainly should consider whether or not the United Nations is viable as an entity anymore. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Eric going to be the last caller before a quickie break. Uh, go ahead, Eric. You're on the Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, so Stan says that this president is, is ruining the uh, the U.S. oil industry. They're making record profits, man. No one <laughs> has brought up the fact that 
perhaps we're being uh, exploited during this time, as we always are during any kind of shortage, because it's a worldwide market, but most of our, our uh, gasoline comes from our own producers here. I don't think we don't import gasoline. We import oil, but we export. And I, I, I see the, the figures are amazing how much, how much uh, refined which is what we use, of course. You know, we we don't we don't take you know crude oil into our homes. Everything's refined, whether it's heating oil or gasoline or diesel fuel. It's all refined. We bring it in here, refine it, and then we turn on export it. So why are we looking at keeping our own refined uh, you know product here in the United States and lowering the price? Why? Because the big oil wants to make the big profits, and they're doing it. Well, and our, oh. good, our good guest last week explained how us cutting off Russian oil helps Russia <laughs> through renegotiation of contracts and things and, you know, the backfilling of the available, available fuel globally. So we don't, you know... We, we would all, the whole world would have to, to ban Russian oil because otherwise the Saudi Arabians or whoever would simply get Russian oil and turn around and sell it to us as, as being, you know, as being, it, it, it's all interconnected. But why are we exporting, why are we going to export our, our petroleum products when we have obviously the need for them here because the price is going up? It's a big issue. I don't, I don't have the answer to what you're asking. Well, because it's a world market, we believe well, in free trade and blah, 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 but blah. I, but I, mean, I think there's something I'm else. Looking at it, right? Over free and above trade. that, we have contracts with people uh, to produce this oil, to sell it. We don't just op- put it on the open market every day and see who wants to buy it. We develop contracts and we develop uh, relationships with other countries, and they depend on us for their supply, just as we depend on other countries for some of our supply. I mean, just what you're suggesting would throw the whole thing up in the air. The simple solution is to increase production, whether it's through us going to OPEC, which I hate to see happening, or whether it's doing it ourselves. If President Biden could bite the bullet and look at his liberal pals and say, listen, right now we've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to increase the production. We've got to finish the pipelines. We've got to drill. And we can't let the Russians make us dependent on them. Or he could look at big oil, which are all Republicans, as we know, because big businesses are Republicans, and say, hey, look, how about, uh, how about you know, look at the United States and, and cutting your prices a little bit and, and take it easy on the average American and not have your billions and billions of dollars of profit? Well, maybe we won't do that. Well, because let's let's face it, Joe. You're being overly you know, and simplistic. I know that the gasoline that's sitting waiting to be pumped out of those pumps was refined probably three or four months ago. Right. Yet right now, and so that that price was what seventy dollars a barrel, sixty dollars a barrel. But as soon as that spikes up there, we're paying. You know, the price of gas did not jump for the basic product and re- refining of that. Eric, you're, being, you're being overly week. simplistic. The, the cost, I'm, now I'm overly simplistic. Yeah, you are. No, I'm, I'm being true. The cost being, of what... Well, let me finish. Let me, let me res- free let, I realize you're not going to let me respond to you because you don't want to be told you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm wrong. The, the problem is that the gas... You're right. The gas that's in the ground right now in the uh, mm-hmm. tanks and the gas stations was uh, refined at a time when it was less. But they right. also have to replace that gas. And when they replace it, they have to replace it at current market conditions. So it's so a rolling. It, now, let me finish. Then, let me finish. It's a rolling. It's a rolling expense. So what's in the ground now is seventy four cents or seventy four dollars a barrel. What they need to refine tomorrow is at one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel. They have to pay for the refining and they have to pay for the oil with today's prices. And so they can't sell yesterday's gas cheaper than what it costs them to replace it. That's just common sense. Then your analogy would be that a car, uh, a Ford, let's use a Ford, I drive a Ford, 
uh, a Ford that was produced last year in 2021, which is setting on a lot, because to replace that next year of our 2022 model is going to be 5000 more. We're going to charge $5,000 more for that car now, because the one to replace it coming in in six months is, is more. That doesn't make any sense to Yes, me. it does. It makes a great deal of sense if the cost of the supplies to put that car together have since risen. When they're, they're going to charge arrives, you... you pay the higher price. We all expect that. But with gasoline, we accepted the fact that the stuff that's in there now it has to go with the replacement cost, and that makes no sense. But the United States has been fed this for years and years, so we accept it. And it's time for us to quit accepting it. But how do we quit accepting it? Well, we can't, because what happened... We, we've been sold the bill of goods that we all want to drive, you know, SUVs instead of small cars. Ford is not, not even making a sedan except for the Mustang anymore. So now we play right into the hands of big oil. How do we get out of that? We start having electric cars and, and taking care of that way. But you uh, guys yeah, don't well, want to hear that because that, well, that's, five, that's, five, that's a long-term that's, solution, isn't that, it? Right. That's a long-term solution. doesn't do a thing about Ukraine. Do doesn't do a thing. Keep putting it down and putting it down the road? Well, start it sometime. Okay. What's the technology? How soon will it be so... How soon are we going to be able to fill up electric vehicles all over the country? At what point do you start? With with your way of thinking, we still all be driving horse and buggies and have more, more... More manure than we could deal with. <laughs> More manure than we've had <laughs> on the radio today. I believe you've been dispensing some. You know, I know some people want to call in. But Speaking that's my of manure, I have, I have been dispensing. Is that big oil is taking advantage of us, and we're paying the price. And someone should look at that. All right, <laughs> stop. Speaking of, thank you, Eric. Thank you for your thank manure. You. <laughs> Speaking of manure, I must butt in here. So right. <laughs> I want to uh, take a quick break, but uh, we would invite more comers. 1 800 795 is the telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, as one individual has done, or you can text us at 70236, as uh, two individuals have done, and uh, sent us notes so we can read those on the radio limit. 150 characters, <laughs> as opposed to the three or four you've heard from so far here. one 800 795 our telephone number. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. South of the border, down Mexico way. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Kevin Hur, a fabulous producer. Tom's patiently waiting to go on the radio. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, uh, my topic was going to be Eric's egocentric economics. I mean, he's got the economic IQ of 20. Uh, if, if you look at how much we've subsidized electric and solar over the years and who ingratiated themselves and made millions, a lot of the politicians and their families, 
it, it far outweighs the prices that have been increased for carbon fuels. Uh, before Trump come in, I remember the Democrats laughing, saying oil and gas, and Obama said, will never be at $2 a gallon. Well, it was. It, he, you know, it was in the low two-somethings when Trump was in there. And it stayed that way until and if we got the COVID and then boom, you know, Trump's out and then boom, uh, you know, uh, Biden drops the hammer on all the oil drilling. Uh, I even know he stopped the pipeline that Israel proposed coming through uh, Turkey to feed Europe. Uh, so there, there's just no, there's no rationale that you can defend uh, the, uh, you know, Biden's policies and how he's destroying this country. And now his alternative is buy from Iran and buy from Venezuela. That yeah. will really help us in the world. That's a terrible idea. I agree with you. I and mean, why would we want to, why would we want to subsidize Venezuela? Let's buy some from North Korea too while we're at it. Just because he does not want to, you know, offend the climatologist. And Mark, about a week and a half ago when I called about Kerry's comments, I didn't have it right in front of me, looked it all up. There is very little. He did say, yeah, I don't want to see Ukraine and Russia's policies hurt Ukraine. But boy, I hope Putin doesn't mess with our climate agreements. Blood on the ground, it doesn't matter if there's smoke in the air. Uh, he doesn't want that to happen. Damn. Yep, you got a point. All right. Thank you so much. Anything else, Tom? No, that's about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, th thank you very much. Thanks, All Tom. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. One of our listeners sends us a note. Gas pump prices at $4 and up per gallon, between 4 and $5 per gallon. And this was under President Bush in 2008. Uh, and then somebody's saying, I'd like to inform you all that gas prices are soaring around the globe. It's not our president here that's making global prices going up. It's Russia. And yeah. that's true. But what the, the question is, what do we do in response to that? We increase domestic production. We take the steps necessary to, to get pipelines flowing, to get drilling started. We have the capacity. We have the reserves. And it's a crime not to use them. Yes, it's a short-term solution, but the problem hopefully is short-term. And then later on, we'll have time to address long-term issues. Alrighty, upper right-hand corner, please. It says it's just been reported in the last week that the new Trump board uh, board wall, the border wall, border wall. Okay, <laughs> board wall. You have to read a lot into it. <laughs> has been breached over three thousand times in the past three years. The slates are cut through and then become swinging gates. Slates. Slats, all right. S-L-A-T-E-S -E also spells slates. No argument there. I'm just trying to help you. See, <laughs> okay. you didn't pre-read this idea. No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> then maybe you should have read it. Sure, secure the border with technology and manpower, but the Republican way didn't even begin to address the problem, but cost was enormous. All right, yeah, the wall's enormous. The cost of not having a wall's enormous. It's a no-win situation. But we have to have secure borders. As a sovereign country, this has been a vexing issue in the U.S. Yeah. for centuries. Earlier you were saying, why is it our response? Why should we care about other people's borders? Over because in Ukraine. Because we should care about our own. Right. I agree. I think we're... If we're going to respect our own and ask people to respect ours, how can we not ask them to respect others? I think we misunderstand each other and we're agreeing. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, all right. Uh, lower right uh, We couldn't court. possibly be agreeing. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not... Yeah, the show's over. Right. Thank you, Kevin. Nicely done. Uh, we're going to flip over to the Dan Patrick Show now. Eric, I see you like socialism. Government setting prices is socialism. The market needs to set prices, but cutting supply raises prices, and that's Biden's fault. 
And then, Eric, Biden's assault on the USA petroleum industry has lowered production here. Less supply equals higher prices. Supply and demand, Eric. Yeah, I think inflation is up regardless of uh, what the president is doing, but he can have an impact on it. And gasoline prices are up regardless of what the president is doing, but he can have an impact on it. It's like when we analyzed uh, gas prices a couple of weeks ago, we went through this, you know, what is the impact, why are gas prices going up? You know, and some of it was the American Rescue Plan, and why was inflation going up? Some of it was all the money that we gave to people. But that just wasn't all of it. It was the fact that the whole government and I mean, a lot of commerce was shut down, then suddenly restarted, so there was a lot of pent-up demand. Of course, the government fueled it, so they get some credit for that. But what can this president do? We know there are a few things that can be done. Permissions to drill was part of it, and uh, as I recall, um, uh, pipeline construction could be a factor there, even if it isn't the Keystone XL, which doesn't help us uh, domestically. Even if uh, uh, other pipelines are permitted, then maybe that's it, you know, but we but still could. have this the, big the point of the debate. Keystone XL pipeline is to bring gas or petroleum from Canada that's refined here. If it's refined here, it could be sold here, too. Yeah, I'm not saying that I don't care about Ukraine's borders anymore. I just think we should measure how much uh, wealth and life that we wish to expend to help them. And then at the same time, in the U.S., you know, okay, so we think border secures and you shouldn't invade countries, but yet we have open borders here. You know, that well, makes well, no sense Well, you're right about that. Me. Makes no but sense. But I heard an interesting comment the other... Uh, over the weekend on one of the news shows that we are, in effect, helping the Ukraine by paying the higher gasoline prices. You know, and if we cut off Russian oil, which we should have done on day one, then we're, re- we're going to be paying more. You know, we're going to be paying more, but it's going to directly benefit them because the Russians won't have the money. I've heard that they're, this big column of theirs is stalled because they're running out of food and out of fuel. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Write it down. Call it so that you can tell me that Joe, tell everyone that Joe is wrong on this topic or that Eric is right or Stan is 100% right. Or whatever. It's an open line coming up. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time 9 a.m. More during the 9 a.m. hour. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Mr. Kevin's on the other side of the glass. So everybody's in place at our end. You can be ready, too, to call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. But you must include the keyword. OTM at the <laughs> yes. start. Right, at the start of your text. So dial or punch in the number, and then the first letters of your message should be OTM space, and then say, Mark is 100% right. We should seal <laughs> off the Russian border or southern border and not worry so much about the Ukrainian border. We could put it's funny, every time you do that, though, it comes up as a syntax error. <laughs> I'm not yeah, the, sure. The, the phone sure won't let it. it. Yeah, well, you could put in there, Mark's eyes are brown for a reason. 
reason. (laughs) (laughs) The phone says this message does not compute. Right. All right. Mark is never right. Okay. I've come to accept this. All right. Thank you. Thank you for laying in on even Acceptance is the first step in recovery. (laughs) Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome on board. I'm going to do some brief news headlines. But first, I want to tell you about an opportunity to drive a Ford Maverick. It's been only about half a decade or half a century or so since you could uh, walk away with a Ford Maverick. Uh, The old one was 1999, and it was a sedan. And this is a genuine small pick-em-up truck. It's a small Maverick. And you have to get on a waiting list to get one at the Sunbury Motor Company. But they'll get you lined up as soon as it's available. They got the allocations to get you one. If you remember when the Ranger first came out, it was a smaller pickup truck. Well, that's exactly what this is. It's a smaller pickup, smaller than the Ranger, much smaller than the F-150, and significantly smaller than the F-250. And this is the Maverick. So this is for the folks that they want to get 30 miles to the gallon in a truck absolutely every time they sit in it. So check out the Ford Maverick, or you can upgrade to the Ranger. I drove a Ranger for many years. Now I'm driving around in a Ford F-150. The particular one I'm in now is that teal greenish gray color when the sun's on it. That is just sparkles. So you try this out and you will never give it back to Josh or Ernie or Austin, whoever let you drive this uh, thing around. It is just a super truck. And uh, so check these vehicles out at the Sunbury Motor Company. They got Echo Sports, Escape, Edge, F-250 or Explorers, Bronco Sports. They are sold out of a couple trucks and cars this year. So we're not pushing those, but I'll tell you what, uh, there's just so much demand and only so few chips to go around and so many workers to go around. But they'll hook you up with a vehicle if you're ready at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. They would just very much love to do business with you at that location. On the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open, one 800 you can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Joe is channeling his best Sarah Palin today, saying, drill, baby, drill. And uh, the U.S. energy independence is lost, in part because of consumption, but in part because of uh, too much of us, or too much, or not enough drilling and uh, natural production. So Too much of us? Are you suggesting well, we, we get Well, we use up the gas. <laughs> Every drop that we import or drill for in the U.S., we use, so really, we're the problem, but if you want more gasoline, which we seem to have an insatiable interest in that, you're going to have to drill more in the U.S. too. Uh, 70236 is the text number. Include the keyword OTM. Somebody mentioned the word solar in the last hour, so maybe alternative energies are going to be part of the long-term solution, as Joe quoted. So uh, what's your view on these topics? 1-800-795-9565. Answer my question, how much are we willing to lose to save Ukraine. Uh, So if anybody knows that answer, let us know. All right, the brief news headlines, as promised. A one-year-old child who was in the hospital is now out of the hospital after that spectacular crash in Shemokin Dam Friday night. Geisinger says the child was released, still unidentified to us. Uh, 43-year-old Teresa Risso of Sealands Grove and 46-year-old James Haught of Shemokin.
Shemokin Dam. Both are listed in critical but stable condition this morning. Shemokin Dam police say five people were hurt in this crash where a car catapulted onto the roof of a restaurant on routes 11 and 15. The driver was reportedly driving erratically prior to the crash, and the investigation involves that. So uh, we'll try to be make, make sure that we keep you up to date with the Shemokin Dam police coming out with uh, news updates from time to time. Within a month, Northumberland County will have the results of a feasibility study of a rail trail between Sunbury and Mount Carmel. Justin Scavery is the planning coordinator in Northumberland County Planning Commission. The idea for the trail is to create a recreational opportunity for the benefit of the public and to promote economic de- development through tourism. The trail would be between the city of Sunbury and the borough of Mount Carmel following the old Philadelphia Reading Railroad. That is just a tangent route, though, and it can be subject to change. You can hear all of his comments on the WKOK podcast page. He made a recent WKOK sunrise appearance, and all of his remarks are transcribed there. Well, uh, not transcribed. I don't transcribe. (laughs) But uh, they are available there. I'm trying to do two things at once here, make things easier for Joe, and I should just focus on my reading. All right. uh, Jake Corman was in town. He stopped in Montour County Saturday as part of his small town bus tour. He's running for governor, hosted a petition signing opportunity, and says he's sharing his plans to improve educational opportunities for children and adults in Pennsylvania, create more jobs, and support law enforcement if elected. A maternal doc at Geisinger says, go Go ahead and get the jab if you're a pregnant mom. I've even found some patients who have told me that they've gone and gotten the first dose and then actually been shamed by family and friends and so avoided completing the series. So this study further backs up that not only is COVID vaccine important for mom to protect herself, but that she's able to share the antibodies that she forms with the baby. Diane Timms, Director of Outreach for Maternal Fetal Medicine Practice at Geisinger. She's going to be on an upcoming uh, WKOK sunrise appearance. U.S. Congressman Dan Muser was in on that hour-long bipartisan congressional briefing Friday with the President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine said he wants to make sure that we cut off Russian oil coming into the U.S. ASAP. And finally, in Russia, now that Russia has basically made the news illegal, there's word police in Moscow are stopping random individuals on the street and scrolling through their text messages to make sure they're not saying anything against the government. Under Russian law, the cops don't need a warrant or even a reason to search your phone or tablet. Last week, Russia's president signed a law banning all but state-run news media in Moscow, which meant that CBS, CNN, BBC, and Fox had to close down their Russian bureaus and boot scoot out of town. Just one comment on Friday night. Uh, we sure. can't we can't not give tremendous credit to our first responders. The, Amen. The police department. Um, John Gray, who was a former fire chief in Shemokin Dam, did an outstanding job of organizing the uh, the response from from our Command 90 position in the borough of the Hummelsworth Fire Company. Uh, they had Sunbury's ladder truck there. They had the state police, borough police from Sealands Grove. Everybody pulling together, and and the dispatchers just did an incredible job 
of working. CSR 911? Yep. I mean, it was an incredible effort on everybody's part. And the fact that it wasn't even more of a disaster is largely attributable to the hard work of those people. Well, so kudos to your police chief. They deserve a great chief. deal of credit. Kudos to your police chief, keeping us informed, too, trying to keep the news media up to date with what's going on, too. So we appreciate that. All right. Well, we, uh, we could talk all day about our first responders, but uh, we started out talking about Russia. We're going to keep that going. Ukraine, energy, our southern U.S. border, all part of it. Upper right-hand corner, and then we'll get the callers, Jim. So my suggestion to the younger generations, Buy a weapon, plenty of ammunition, invest in long-term food storage, and learn to speak Chinese. <laughs> Unless someone turns this country around in short order, all of the above will come in handy. Okay. There's a frightening prospect. All right. Well, this isn't a Chinaman on the line, but we have some young guy on the phone. Tom from Sunbury. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Well, yesterday, last night, I come through Seals Grove. At the, there's a Sunoco in Seals Grove in the main street. Gas was four thirty nine nine tenths. I get down, get down across, uh, down across from where that China restaurant is at the Sunoco there. One fifteen. The gas is four thirty nine nine. You come across the river to Sunbury, go out one forty seven towards Herndon, and it's four dollars and nineteen cents. You know. This is a little bit, little bit ridiculous. What people are doing—they're raping people. There is no gas shortage. There is no oil shortage. If there was a gas and oil shortage, when you went to get gas, you wouldn't be able to get it. I remember back in 1973 when I was in the Air Force, I waited in line two, three, four hours to get a tank of gas. Is anybody waiting to get a tank of gas right now? No. Because there is no gas shortage, there is no oil shortage at all. It's all made up to make money. That's all it is. Yeah, Tom, but you're ignoring what I said earlier in the program, and I I don't think I'm wrong. The fact that they have to, they're charging more now because they're paying for the gas that they're going to have to buy. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. (laughs) Okay. You know, as soon as as they said something about, about this war, the gas started going up. There was something that was going to be a law. I think Bernie Sanders was going to try to get it through about speculation. This speculation, it should be illegal. Mm-hmm. They say, well, we think something's going to happen, so we're going to raise the gas prices. And this is what's going on. And, you know, and another thing, there's quite a few hybrid cars, and there's quite a few electric cars out there that don't use much gas. So why does the gas keep going up if... Because even your states are saying we got to do something about these electric cars, because they're not they're not paying a gas tax. You got all these electric cars out there and hybrids, but yet the gas keeps going up. It's bull. It is all to make money. That's what it's all about. It's all to make money. There's no gas shortage. There's no oil shortage. When there's a gas shortage and an oil shortage, then you when you go to the gas station, you won't be able to get gas. That's that's the fact of the whole matter. Well, you prefer to believe that it's all just about raping the consumer. 
You know, that's I, I exactly notice you don't. What it's all about. You don't that's give exactly any. Exactly uh, what it's all about. You don't lay any blame at Joe Biden's doorstep, and the prices no, were I going don't. up. No, the, I don't. The prices I don't were going up. The, the prices were going up because of his inflationary practices before the war started. They were already higher than they should have been. They were raised up because they wanted to make more money. No. That's why they were raised up. They were up. raised no up because shortage. of inflation. There's no oil shortage, and there, and there isn't. They're, because they're, when there is a gas and oil shortage, <laughs> I know. We, we, when you we go wouldn't to the be able to get station, line. You're going to wait in line to right. get gas. You made that point, none. but Joe Biden's pro- inflationary practices oh, have caused no, these not. prices to go no, up. No, it's not. I don't agree with you at all. Well, and I know you don't. Thing, last week, Mark, when, when Ben was on the show. That's not me arguing with you. Remember? Yep. Last Wednesday, you both agreed that if we got electric cars, that get that it would cost more. Now you explain that to me. How, when you get electric car, it's going to cost more? You agreed with him. Oh. I don't yeah, remember. The, yeah, yeah, I don't I remember. The, answer. I want an explanation. I don't remember the context, so I I, I don't know. But listen. Well, um, that's the that's what that's what it was. Tell me why it would cost more. Why it would cost more if you got an electric car? What would cost more to drive? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't well, even remember the content. You agree, you agree with every stupid thing that that guy that's, says. That's exactly what happens, Tom. That's it. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. You, that's you it. know, you Joe's, can charge an electric car. Joe, say something stupid. Um, I think Tom's right. That's stupid. <laughs> Joe's stupid, too. Uh, no, I agree with you. I'm sorry. I'm being too stupid. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Right. <sighs> Cindy. <laughs> Time for a rational moment. You're on the marks, Cindy. On WKOK. I remember in 1973, remember every other day you could buy gas, depending mm-hmm. upon what the last number was of your license plate? Yep. Oh, I those, remember that. Those were the days. sitting in lines or strategically going to the gas station. I remember gas stations in State College, that's where I lived at the time, running out of gas. I remember all of that vividly. Vividly. You know, it seems to me, first of all, let me say, I believe we should stop buying oil from Russia. I, arming, arming the person that you're complaining about seems kind of foolish to me, since the major portion of their economy hangs on selling oil. Why in the world are we helping that by buying it? You know, the, I applaud the American corporations and the international corporations that are withdrawing from Russia or refusing to do business with them. I applaud them. I, time and time again, I've said on this show, if I don't like what a company is doing, I don't buy their products, I don't shop in their store. Simple enough. Money is the power, pure power. You choose to spend it on the things that you believe in. So how can we say we believe in Russia that we would buy their oil? Now, I fully understand that it's going to drive up the cost of uh, oil-based products in this country, without a doubt. It'll make fertilizer more expensive. It'll make medication more expensive. It'll make plastic more expensive. And Everything will be more expensive. Right. Pardon me? Everything will be more expensive. You got a, oh, yeah. a diesel truck brought Transportation will be more expensive. I mean, it, uh, that's just a fact. So before I pledge one American life to fight the war in Ukraine, I'm more than willing to pledge that we suffer the consequences of withdrawing 500 million gallons of oil from our economy. I I have no problem saying let's do that. And really this plays into the hands of people who want us to switch 
to solar and wind, alternative energy sources. Why would I say such a thing? Why well, would you? they've always argued that we at the pump have not paid the real cost of using petroleum-based products. Surely we all have heard that speech time and again, that they thought that gas should cost twice as much, basically, so that then it's on a parity with the cost of producing electricity through solar panels or wind so that it's equal to it. So here, here it is. What I do think is ridiculous is when uh, people complain about these rising prices and then the government says, well, not to worry because we'll subsidize your child care. Well, <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. I'm 67 years old. I'm not, I don't have child care issues. So how does that help me? or my children. We'll pay for your college loans. They made a grand effort and paid off their college loans. So I ask you again, how is that going to help us? Why don't we, I mean, why don't we reduce the size of government, reduce taxes, and then everybody will benefit? There you go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Turn around and start slashing and burning, as far as I'm concerned. Back to federal government. More than 2 million employees. Two million employees in the federal government, and we bear all that burden—not only their salaries and uh, all the days off that most of the country don't enjoy, but <laughs> also their benefits, their pension, their uh, platinum health care. I mean, it's just beyond the pale. I like the Why are we providing a private doctor and health services to the members of Congress? Why can't they sit in the waiting room just like all the rest of us? Oh, they're far too busy, Cindy. They yeah. have important work Doesn't to do. Work. <laughs> I think they time would be much better spent sitting reading a two-year-old magazine in a doctor's office than <laughs> down there plotting to bring down, you know, the the, raz, the reasonable efforts of Americans to survive in this economy. Well, unfortunately, I, I was going to say, go unfortunately, ahead. with the COVID pandemic, you won't find too many old magazines in any doctor's office these days. <laughs> That's true. You'll well, have to read them on but your in, cell phone. In Congress, the doctor waits for the congressman to show up or congresswoman. Well, uh, in the doctor of Congress, that might actually be true. As far, you know, here they are. I, I find um, that one young woman outrageous, complaining she has to pay off her college loans. We pay her over $170,000 a year. <laughs> that is almost three times what the average American makes. And she's whining about paying for her college education. And let me point out that after 10 years of her paying for her college education, the rest gets forgiven anyway. And Just she gets federal dollars, because though. she's, quote, unquote, in public service. More like public pillaging, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but that's another to topic. All yes, right. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> the rape you. Rape of the American taxpayer. All right. We'll be right back with more pillaging on WKOK's On the Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick
Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. That's Lester Flat and Earl C. Scruggs. Is it? Yep. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Wow. That was a hit when I was a young disc jockey. Well, them and Doc Watson, <laughs> who else was in that group? I don't know. Um, Wait, the theme from the Beverly Hillbillies was actually a hit when you were spinning tunes? Yeah, it was. It was a hit. I did not know that. Yes, it was. Popular on the radio. Were there a lot of other television? From the ground come a bubbling through. Were there a lot of other television theme songs that became popular on the radio? Yeah, as a matter of fact, there were quite a few. Um, The, uh, uh, gosh, Mike Post had a couple of them. The theme Mm -hmm. from St. Elsewhere became popular. Oh, I remember that um, Oh, what was that show with James Garner playing The Private Eye? Like uh, I can't think of the name of it, but that. Oh yeah, just escape me too. Yeah, that became a hit. You know, every every episode started with the answering machine. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but. Oh jeez, I can't. Either. Oh, but that the hit from the, the theme from that show became a hit too. That's how you know when you're when you're older when the things that are tip of the tongue <laughs> aren't there. That's right. There's a hundred people right now yelling at the radio the name of that and show <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Uh, upper right hand corner. Just read two of those. Says, and then all right. Caller gone here. I'm of the use. I'm of the use all forms of energy. Eventually, the best will dominate. The dominant right now is fossil fuels, and alternatives are incapable of replacing them. And then Eric went to the left of school of economics. <laughs> EVs are not ready for prime time, and Eric wants to cut off one form of energy to benefit another. All right, Rockford Files is Rockford from Kevin. Files, Thank that's you. It. Yeah, that was not top of the mind actually. Literally, Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, whatever night uh, Rockford Files was on TV, me and my five college roommates made sure we were all gathered around to watch that. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the biggest the biggest theme so- song hit was Al Keola's Bonanza. Right, there you go. Anyway, that's pretty good. One of your previous callers there questioned the idea that when we go to electric cars... It could be more expensive than what we're doing right now with uh, oil, and that I think that it is going to be more expensive because right now a lot of people have in their minds that the electricity is going to be free, but the reality is that electricity has to be generated. We'll have to increase what we're doing, and we'll have to increase the amount of transmission lines and everything that we have to transport that electricity. So it's going to be more expensive. Okay. Nope, we're, no, listening. we're listening. We're listening to you. We're okay. listening. When you stop making sense, we'll stop listening. But you're making sense. Keep going. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on to what Cindy was talking about. And uh, I think that Cindy could just chunk it down to one idea, that the Democrats' main goal is to increase the size of government and then increase the number of people who are dependent on that government. And then everything will make sense to her instead of having to question, you know, why they're doing this. I think it just comes down to that, to that basic reason. 
Well, I think it's a but it's a bipartisan dilemma. It's not just Democrats. I mean, maybe Democrats are worse. You know, we could we could argue that. But I I think it's Republicans are also interested in making people more dependent on government. I mean, the government, even with Republican Congresses and Republican administrations, just keeps growing and growing, and deficits get bigger. President Trump had the biggest deficit ever. So you know, until President Biden came along, no, he's still (laughs) Biden hasn't exceeded him yet, but. It's only the first year. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's a, there's no good leaders, Republican or Democrat in Harrisburg. Democrats may be worse. We can have that argument. But I don't think you can single the Republicans out as being any kind of a savior. Well, I, I disagree. Well, I, I'm going to disagree with that just on the idea that pretty much everything the uh, Democrats do in my mind is to, you know, they, OK, they say they're for the middle class. But the reality is. The, the goals and the things that they want to do increase the dependency class. And, and it, I, that's the way I believe it to be. Now, as far as what's going on in Russia right now, and I, I think if we had a real news media, they would be talking to Bill Clinton and asking how he feels about canceling our strategic missile defense system in 1993. I'd like to hear what his answer is. Oh, I think all of our previous presidents should weigh in on this because they have helped to set the scene for this. I mean, look at Ukraine doesn't have its nuclear weapons now. Everybody thought, oh. Bill Clinton, thanks to Bill Clinton. Right. So, they, you know, think, oh, we're so peaceful now. You know, we're getting rid of these nuclear weapons. But, uh, alas, we're very vulnerable. So, well, would, would, would we really want both sides in that conflict having nuclear weapons? No, but deterrence <laughs> can go a long way. Look how it's helped uh, countries with nuclear weapons stay out of wars. Anyway, we're taking up Mike's time. Go ahead, sir. Okay. And then the, the, the last thing I want to say is I have a lot of uh, friends on the left. Who, you know, they call me Trump and conspiracy theorists. Well, as soon as it started getting a little bit warm there with Ukraine and Russia, I, I said that I think that the Democrats will figure out a way to use this as a positive for them, especially with the midterm elections come out coming up. And lo and behold, I believe it was U.S. News and World Report, something like that, came out with an article that essentially the headline should have read, this war could be a good thing for Democrats. You know, so uh, it, it just, I don't know how to make sense of what's going on here. Like Cindy said, the idea that we're funding Putin's war by buying their oil is incomprehensible. And then Joe Biden comes out and says, I'm doing everything I can to to get this under control. Well, those two things don't go together as far as I'm concerned. Well, remember, too, that President Biden promised us before the conflict started that the sanctions he would impose would be breathtaking and severe and people would be screaming bloody murder and dying in the streets. None of that's happened. I mean, he really hasn't, I don't think, been... What sanctions were imposed? Well, they they took some of the banks out of that, what is a SWIFT Mm -hmm. fund, but they didn't take them all out. They were still buying billions of dollars worth of oil from the Russians. You know, it seems to me that if we're going to harm their economy as a means to get them to stop, we ought to be going all out. Absolutely, Joe. And then the other thing, you know, one, he said he's going he's gonna to lock up the oligarch's money. Okay. Well, he forgot to mention that we're just giving him a 30-day notice that we're going to do that. And then we're going to do it if they still have it. Hide your money now. Yeah. But the, but the bottom line is, I, I am not a fan 
of this business of trying to use the U.S. dollar to punish people in ways that may not seem, I don't know, moral. Because what that does is tells people that holding dollars and investing in dollars comes with an added risk. And for the future, I don't believe that's a good thing. So I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm really uncom uncomfortable with the Democrats. And then finally, the last thing I'm going to say, it's my understanding that our governor has basically declared open season on Pennsylvania agricultural land for out-of-state companies to come in and develop solar farms on our agricultural land. And that's especially troublesome to me when the Ukraine is probably not going to produce much of anything. And I saw that the price of wheat rose about almost $8 already today alone. All right, That's gotcha. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Mike. All right, hold on, Tom. We're going to take a quickie break, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Russian, Ukraine, Biden, Obama, <laughs> who, Clinton, uh, oil, energy, solar, Pennsylvania governor, Sarah Palin, drill, baby, drill. Uh, that's... Well, we better get Hillary in here somewhere. That's our topic <laughs> for the day. There it is, the Rockford Files theme. And who was in this show? James Garner. Okay. And? Forget the little guy who played his sidekick. Um, mm -hmm. I'll never remember his name. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one, one, get the St. Elsewhere theme. That one's good, too. One eight hundred seven. At least to watch that show. I wasn't a big Rockford Files fan, but I no, like seeing elsewhere. Love James Garner. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five one. Call coming in. Tom's ready to go. Thank you for waiting. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I don't call in, but after hearing all this, I, I just can't help it. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I'd like to address, uh, when I think it was Tom, said that there's a lot of electric cars out in the United States now. There's 1.7 million. There are 276 million gas or diesel cars out in the United States as of 2020, the registrations. That's not a lot of cars, and almost thank goodness because we don't have the facilities and the charging stations, especially around here, uh, to deal with that. And uh, on the oil, back in 2016, the United States was producing almost 15 million barrels of oil a day. As of right now, 2020, we're down to just a shade over 11.1 .1 million gallons much of that because when Biden took office, the first thing he did on the first day is to start shutting down what they wanted to do uh, with with the oil and the gas. Uh, and when Biden had his State of the Union, and one of his big solutions was, we'll, we'll tap into the oil reserves from us and the other countries to, to buffer against this. Well, the next day, the gas prices went up 20 cents a gallon, and that's that's such a, a pathetic solution, and short term, it's not even worth discussing. Uh, I I get so frustrated because uh, North Dakota, on its own, had to stop with they were producing five hundred thousand barrels a day. Russia, we import approximately five hundred thousand uh, barrels a day. Even just that one state could offset, let alone let let people start to drill and do what they're supposed to be, uh, should be doing. Uh, because I do think we need to and have to start import, 
stop importing Russians Russia oil, uh, and and to even think that we would buy from Iran is is just it's beyond thinking. We have cleaner oil and gas than Russia. Uh, if we would do this, it would it would serve so many purposes as far as getting back into production. We would bring jobs back. We would help to lower, uh, certainly lower gas prices, which influence inflation. And we could bring our economy back to where it should be, and maybe not back to where it should be right away, but on the right track. And after saying all this, I'm a big fan of renewables. I truly am. Uh, but right now, they our government thinks that we can push a switch and we could immediately switch over well we can't and i try to say if you took both your hands and stuck them out in front of you one hand on top of your head and one hand at your chin if the top of your head was the gas and so uh, the non-renewables and the bottom the chin was renewables if you bring your renewables up an inch great then you bring down an inch of your non-renewables and you have to bring that slowly Till they're even, and that's going to take years, and we're not doing that. I'm all for renewables, but we can't do that right now. Uh, and and the, the one other point I'd like to make: we produced uh, several vaccines in the record speed of ten months, and threw everything behind it. Uh, if they would start to do that with renewables and and save some of the money on some of the, uh, this won't be popular, but some of the social programs that we have in, in thinking about, taking some of that money, everybody would benefit. I, I, I think so. But, uh, and I, I lied. One more final point. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we should do everything we can to shut Russia down. And he's the bully on the street. And I think this would be one of the most productive ways uh, before we have to worry about an, an armed conflict. Uh, I have great faith in what we can do, but when people start crawling and they, they throw out figures and things like that... Uh, I we mean, need more specifics. Right, right, People right. People think I'm full of baloney, too. But <laughs> well, Tom, when, I get that all the time. Said, Don't worry about it. What you said, Mark, I, I would agree with. How much pain are we willing to incur? Well... I, I well, we got other callers, Tom. Believe it or Ukrainian. don't, Tom. But, Tom, believe it or don't, we're out of time for one caller because we got other callers waiting. That's, that's okay. I've rambled on. And but I call apologize. again. Call again. Yep. We appreciate super, your comments, Tom. Thank call. you. Thank you so much, Chris. You are next up. Go right ahead. Well, first, I'd like to mention the uh, Battle of the Davy Crockett. Oh yeah, that was a big one too. Fess Parker. Yes, and that was a number one hit and nominated for uh, for the Oscar for best song too. Yeah, I forgot about and, that. Uh, it was it was made the charts with several different people singing in at various times in that three month period when it was uh, really big. Yeah, they used to call them cover records. Yeah. No, oh, good point. And uh, in, in the oil stuff, uh, you buy oil futures, and just the fact that there was a war in Europe was destined to drive prices up because people buy oil futures and that's one of the that's that is speculation of course and it is way you can make or lose a lot of money but that drives the price up when the the oil futures price goes up 
But that's the same with a lot of commodities, as I'm sure yeah, you well yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's so, and so it's it's the it's the war that's really causing the big rise now, the big jumps of twenty cents at a time. That's not prices. That's not the supply of oil causing that. That's the fear of the supply of oil causing that right now. And there's not much you can do about that. And you can't sort of have it both ways that you're all upset about the price of oil and you want to shut down all oil production being bought from Russia. The problem with that is that there is a give and take there about how effective it is because if you shut down buying Russian oil for everybody, say, that's against them, then the price of oil... The, the oil supply does get lower worldwide, and the price of oil goes up, and that has nothing to do with the United States price. I mean, uh, there's no separate United States price for oil, and it's always going to reflect the world price, so it would always shoot up, too. <laughs> so there's a lot of things going on that have nothing to do with anything Biden can do about it in, in our financial system where you can buy futures and speculate legally. Well, so you now, think futures uh, should be banned? The or you, immigration or you... thing, uh, they're actually, uh, the, the rate of repeat people coming across the border is gone up under Biden, which is taken to mean they're creating, they're, they are catching more people. Do you say the U.S. southern border is secure now? Uh, it's not secure and that nobody's getting through, no, but uh, they're getting, catching a higher percentage of people coming through, and there are more people coming through probably because there are more. But the, the incident rate has gone way up, and you don't really know how many people are getting through. I mean, there's no way to really measure that. But one thing Biden did do is he stopped the services from investigating interior illegal immigrants uh, working at jobs in order to send the, the teams back down to the border to have more people active there. And if you want to control the border, that seems like a good thing to do. He's also trying to get more judges to hear cases to hear the hear the immigration cases, so that the people who he is following the law as it is currently written to take people in who ask for asylum, find a place for them in the country, and then have a hearing on them. But he was and reluctant. He that's was reluctant. Following he, the law as it is written today, he that's was reluctant to reinstitute. About it. He was reluctant to reinstitute the stay in Mexico policy that President Trump started. But he did. Well, we he don't know how did, effective he's doing it. by the court, so that's not neither here nor now, there now, I think. Isn't, isn't that the current legal status of that? I don't know whether he's enforcing he it or not. changing that by the, by the courts. Well, he was told to reinstate it, so. Yeah. But whether he did or not, and how yeah, aggressively he he's pursuing it. Yeah, I think it is. I think that we hit a milestone a month ago or so. And people under the... He's expelling a lot of people under the same rule Trump was using 
uh, the emergency COVID rule. Now, I don't know how long he's going to be able to keep doing that, but he is using that now, and he never, he apparently never stopped using that. So, a lot, a lot of this uh, open border, open border stuff really isn't that true, is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Anything else, Chris? Oh, well, I could tell you about well, the, we're out of time. Matt Anthony we're out of Wayne time. sometime, but I'll skip that. Yep, but, we're out uh, of time. He was, he was my uh, uncle, grand-grand-grand-grand-something uncle. All right, we got you. Thank you so and much, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nope, we got to stop. We got to stop. We got to stop. We got to uh, stop. Vote and voter fraud. All right, perfect. Thank you, sir. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right, thank you, so, sir. Uh, yep, Ke- Kevin pointed right. out that Noah Berry Jr. played uh, Rockford's dad, but I was thinking of Stuart Margolin, who played his sleazy sidekick. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll have time for one caller after Dale. After we come back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Oh, now you're going to make me cry. I love this show. Great yeah, was a great one. And you know who got their big break there? Uh, one of my favorite actors, yeah. Denzel Washington. Denzel what? Washington, Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, yeah a whole bunch of Howie folks. Mandel. Yeah. yeah, especially Howie Mandel. But the geez. biggest one, no, the biggest one. Oh, and Eric Laneville, who now produces and directs quite a few shows. And the Partridge Girl was in that movie. <laughs> and the voice of Kit. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the voice of Kit? Yeah, who was that? Anthony, uh, uh, William Daniels. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he played Dr. The, the doctor was the pain in the posterior. Yeah, he, he also was the voice of the Night Industries 2000. Okay. Dale, you're on the mark. Yeah, I just want to say the power of the media is very powerful. And uh, for them to not to ask Biden for a cognitive test, it seems like they're trying to hide something. And, you know, they try to hide the results of the election, and they're trying to distort the messages these truck drivers are having. Do you believe that these truck drivers are protesting for coronavirus? I don't think they're... Do you they're, personally believe that? I don't Do think they're... you personally believe that? They're not in favor of it. They're concerned about no, the restrictions. I believe this is their Venezuela moment. I believe this is their Venezuela moment. Now, what would a Venezuela moment be? Explain that to us, please. Socialism and Western media. This is their Venezuela moment. Okay. This is the last stand. If we don't, if we don't rip this house apart, we're going to have socialism. I mean, I hate to say that, but the media's narrative is just poisoning these people. There might be one Fox, but there's like 40 government programs. You know, the agenda set. I mean, we got socialism, 
coming full speed. How many hens on the hen house? You know, Joe, you're probably a hen. I'm not sure, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It's just, a hen. I, it's just so many people lacking common sense, and they sit there and then go back and forth to different stations and listen to this poison. It's poison. Look what Venezuela got wiped out in one year. That was a one-year plan by Western media. <sighs> Look, they're going to probably take five years United States. Well, Dale, we have so much work to do dumbing down the American public here that we don't get much else done. <laughs> yeah, Dale you, Dale, you made the highlight reel. Yeah, but we got the we got the media, which is free, you know, free speech, you know, so they can control the narrative. And then you got Pelosi representing the American people. I mean, we're we're in a, we're in a tailspin here. Well, Dale, nobody just, controls the narrative without your permission. Okay, if you if you let the media control, yeah, they don't control mine. I'm just saying. There's a <laughs> oh, lot okay, of you're you have immunity. You believe that Biden really won the election? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> well, I do. Who do you think won? Well, the media told you won, so he won, right? That's how you look at it. <laughs> no, I, I saw the votes themselves. You counted each one uh, yourself. You well, not every single one. The data, the data. That's right. They don't want to hide the data. You've seen the data. You know, there was a study from University of Michigan with those Dominion machines, but now they can't result, release the results for 50 years. Why is that? that that's, that's a little questioning to me. No, it's probably copyright or it's patents. Actually, no, no Republicans asking that either. I mean, it was they can't open up the, the data for 50 years. No, I think President that's, Trump that's is asking that. fascination stuff there, isn't it? I don't understand that. That's pretty... Where, where mean, did you... you running back and forth to these media. It's crazy. Where did you hear that story? Where did you read that? I, I've never it, heard it, that. In small print, very small, in the back of the page somewhere. I small found. print, in the back of what page, if you don't mind sharing? I'd I like know, to read that story. Michigan was awarded... You know, Michigan University was awarded the contract to study Dominion machines, see if they could be controlled remotely, and their, their uh, data can't be released for 50 years, so... I mean, are there patent secrets? You, know, you got to question everything. Oh you know? man, I we're mean, out of time. Everybody, every, not everybody's bad. We were just getting into the heart of it too. We haven't even hit the bar association. Not as to Pete. Thank you so much, Dale. Call Thanks earlier tomorrow, Dale. Thank you, sir. Did anyone else catch the irony of Dale asking that the president have a cognitive test? Who's just no okay we're all good this is news radio 1070 wkok sunbury wkok news time it is 10 o'clock time for the dan patrick show